Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, it feels like it's July outside, but somehow it's late October, and look who I found. A little Freestyle Friday coming at you because Rajim Seabrook can be in studio. Ton to get to today, as always, but it's closing in on, you know, there's, there's several times on the sporting calendar where you say it's one of the best times of the year. We're certainly into one of them right now with uh, postseason for both soccer, football, all fall sports uh, coming down the, the pipe. The Cross Country, Big Sky Conference, Cross Country Championship. So this weekend here in Missoula. How about the number one team in the United States of America times two? Northern Arizona is number one in both men's and women's cross country. So they're coming to town. That should be a highly entertaining uh, races races for you to watch. We also have state soccer playoffs going on. And as of last night, even though there's a whole bunch of double-A games tonight, we have the double-A bracket set. So we'll go around the wide world of sports. We'll also talk about what went down last night, what we know about the playoff seating uh, moving forward, the 12 teams that are in, the four teams that are out, who's playing who. Uh, also give you a couple thoughts on the uh, the rivalry. Loyola and Florence, that's coming up tonight as well. Uh, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. Florence still undefeated. Loyola has gone through it, man. They have gone through a lot, and they have lost a lot of guys, but they still keep on battling. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, game here tonight in Missoula. We'll also talk some baseball playoffs. We'll talk some Big Sky Conference soccer. The Grizz are champions once again of the Big Sky Conference. We're also going to hear from Brett Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. His team, second ranked in the country. They play the third ranked Sac State Hornets on Saturday afternoon. Or rather, should I say evening, Big Sky after dark. 
back for the second week in a row. Don't know how I'm going to stay up late again, but uh, we'll find a way, I promise. And then we're going to play uh, Carol and Chicken Does Little Sports and a little smart and dumb NFL, NFL style. What's up, man? How you doing? A little 1 a.m. when you get back to town? Yeah, it was a late night. Uh as many know, within the great state of Montana, we are at an all-time low for officials. Yes. So high school sports, uh, football in particular, are being played on, you know, some, some teams are playing Wednesday. Some teams are playing, you know, Thursday. Some teams are playing Saturdays. I'm watching JV games happening on Monday nights just because of the lack of officials. So, you know, us, uh, Sparty went up uh, yesterday up to the north and played a very, very talented and uh, very, very disciplined Glacier team. And... Um, sadly, we did not come out on top, but it was a game of the, for the ages, nonetheless. Well, uh, there's your show outlook. Rajiv Seabrook rolled with us all Friday long, so very excited for that. Uh, we, Finally. If you want to stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com, or uh, just click on Listen Live, you'll find the stream, or you can always do it on the ESPN MT app uh, as well. And uh, happy to be here with you here on this beautiful Friday. Hope you got. Hopefully you got outside. When it's sunny... This time of year in Montana where the sun hangs in the sky where it's a little bit lower and it's like this weird dawn slash twilight all the time. I mean, it's unreal, man. I got up and rake the leaves just so I could be outside this morning. I was just raking away about 730 because I just wanted to be out in the sunshine. Pretty cool. Pretty nice. I'm sure uh, they say the deep freeze is coming next week. So get outside. Get some sun on your face. I promise you. Soak it up. Uh, It'll do you well. Uh, A couple things coming up this weekend. Of course, Chris, hockey back in action. They're at home, Glacier Ice Rink, Friday and Saturday. So we'll have all the coverage for you right here on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN MT app. Jeff Safford will be on the call. Uh, If you don't want to, if you can't make it down to the rink, then you can always watch on the app. If you want somewhere to watch on the app, they'll serve you beer and wings. Go over to Buffalo Wild Wings. They're right across the street from us here, Amazon Broadcasting Company. And uh, they'll be showing Chris hockey uh, all season long. Boise State in town both Friday and Saturday. Got to take on the Grizz. The Grizz have been really, really good these first couple years. They've been building this program up, though, and they are playing a much more challenging schedule this year, and it's much more front-loaded. So they're actually on a four-game losing streak. So they certainly need uh, a boost. Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Grizz, he joined us earlier this week, and he told us, hey, we're, we're getting better. I know we're getting better. We're competing with these really good teams. The difference was last year they stacked up like double-digit wins before they started playing the Utah States and, and Montana States of the world. Well, now they're playing them within the first you know month of the season or so. So uh, certainly a, a, a big weekend for the Grizz. They're going to try to get back on track. And uh, as always, we'll have the games for you, you know, all season long. Let's dive into a Garden City spotlight. This is going to be part... Missoula-oriented, as well as part just statewide-oriented. It's probably presented uh, by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op has been providing sustainable energy options for its members, and uh, they love diving into the sustainability. They have solar panel options as well, so uh, go check out Missoula Electric Co-op for any of your sustainable energy uh, needs. It's also presented by the Montana Educators Credit Union. Here's your scoreboard from last night. Wild... uh, docket of games that actually determined quite a bit. So first of all, the headline, how about Helena Capital? Helena Capital has been, uh, they took everybody's best shot all year long as the defending state champs. They lost so much from last year. They sort of struggled out the gates. Sentinel had the nice 17-14 win over the Bruins early, but Capital surged down the stretch. They pounded their crosstown rival Helena High, and that really ignited them. And then last night, they uh, 
win in overtime over Butte, 27-21. So that was the big disruptor. Rajim mentioned Kalispell Glacier beats Missoula Sentinel. 20 unanswered points for the Wolfpack, and they come out on top 27-17 over uh, Sentinel. Sentinel was uh, fought hard in this game, and they were actually winning uh, early, but Glacier rallies late. So that gives the Wolfpack the number one seed in the West. Capital gets the number two seed. Tonight's Big Sky Helena High game uh, doesn't really have any impact on the uh, playoff seeding because Helena High, they get the three seed. Butte, who was in the driver's seat, that, that loss drops them to number four. The Spartans take the fifth seed, and then Big Sky, no matter what happens then against Helena High, they're locked in as the sixth seed. Out east, Bozeman is already the one seed, no matter what happens tonight against Billings Senior. Bozeman Gallatin is uh, already the two seed, no matter what happens tonight against Billings Skyview. Uh, Billings West won last night, 49-17 over Belgrade, so they uh, are the the three seed. And then I just got the uh, the, the bracket. Yeah, there's a couple games that we thought maybe we're going to determine the, the four through six seeds in the East, but that's not the case. So the bracket is set. So here's what the bracket looks like. Great Falls High and Missoula Sentinel will play. Uh, Helena High and Billings Skyview will play. These are first-round games. Butte High and Billings Senior, and then Billings West and Big Sky. The winner of Great Falls High Sentinel, they'll go back on the road, up to Flathead, up to Kalispell, and, and uh, take on Glacier. Helena High and Billings Skyview winner, they'll take on Gallatin. Butte High and Billings Senior winner, they'll take on Bozeman High, so you can have a little... Bozeman-Butte rivalry game in the uh, quarterfinals there. And then the winner of Billings West and Big Sky, uh, they take on Helena. So let's circle back around, and we'll start with uh, the game last night in the flat. You mentioned the Glacier, a very talented, well-disciplined team. I I think Glacier uh, deserves a lot of respect from a lot of people because they lost early, and it kind of knocked them down. And then Bozeman and Gallatin and a bunch of other teams were getting all these headlines. Butte was getting a bunch of headlines, and they're the ones that beat Glacier in the the first uh, conference game of the year. But Glacier don't look now. They've quietly put together a five-game winning streak. They're the hottest team in the West, and they're the number one seed in the West now after last night's win over Sentinel. Yeah, they are. They're legit. Uh, I would. Say, I will say this. I don't think anyone has played them to the level of physicality that Spartan did last night. Yeah. <clears throat> which is why I think we were winning. Um, I think that Glacier is used to doing the punching and uh, did not respond well to being punched last night. But then second half adjustments, totally, total, total different game. Uh, they came out and they fired. Uh, they fired shots across the bow, and they did it in chunk plays and really quickly. Um, so it was an amazing game and a, a great experience, uh, especially going into the playoffs for Spartans. A lot of people don't know we're a young team. We're not yeah. like you know we're not loaded the way and, we and were missing, with Zach Cruz and Adam and missing Jones. your quarterback missing the last Riley couple weeks, Allen. right? Riley oh. Allen, the senior quarterback, so two years starter, he got knocked out a couple weeks ago. So you yep. guys have kind of been piecing it together on offense. We have been, in, uh, and I like what you're saying. It has been a piecemeal. It's been a carpet bag at times, but there, there's been several running backs that have stepped up though. I mean, you guys have had to run the ball a oh, lot more than you're used to. Brady Whitman, uh, great game. Uh, Tucker Lazlovich are freshman, yeah. had our longest run from scrimmage last week versus Hellgate, and then Rudy Hess, Rudy Hess uh, has been, scoring a bunch has of been touchdowns. playing really well, yep. and then last night Danny Sermon and Grady Walker just played outside of their minds. Um, but we just didn't have the depth to keep going, and uh, again, Glacier and Grady Walker and I talked pregame. It was it was just not Grady Walker. Sorry, great. Well, Grady Walker and I did speak pregame. Sure, sure. But Grady, Grady Bennett, Bennett and yes. I uh, had a great conversation and, and embraced and 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 spoke about it. And then the same thing uh, after the game. That j- just Grady does a great job up there. Those boys are very. First of all, those are some big kids up there. Oh, for sure. 
you know, they... I mean, they got a real deal program. That's why they're a factory. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, it is... Absolutely. You know, right now in the state, there's a lot of great programs, but, I mean, Glacier's got a role in as much as anybody. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they're getting up most of the great talent from up in that area to go there, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and Coach Bennett, I mean, he's the don of, of double-A football. I mean, he's the longest-tenured coach in, in class double-A right now, I believe. He's been up there. I mean, because if you count his time at Flathead, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, He's, he's I, been I the head to. coach at Glacier for 17 years. Truth. And uh, then he was at Flathead, I believe, six or seven six years or seven before years, that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, he's been 20-plus years up there at uh, in the Flathead Valley, and uh, he does a great job. He does a great job, and their kids are just, they're, they're disciplined, they're exciting, they're highly affable, um, very athletic and determined. So, uh, great game, but despite the loss, I think that this is what builds grit and character and focus you to be determined going the rest of the way to do what is needed. And now we we, we get on another beautiful coach bus and head three hours east. Well, uh, the... uh, Garden City Spotlight presented by Montana, excuse me, Educators Credit Union. Memberships available in all of the following counties. Missoula County, Granite County, Lake County, Mineral County, Valley County, and Sanders County. MECU is big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know your specific needs. Account services include Casasa Protection, Text Banking, Digital Banking, and Nationwide Surcharge-Free ATMs. Montana Educators Credit Union invested in our our communities and proud to support high school sports all around the Garden City and all around the uh, Treasure State. Two more questions on the Sentinel Glacier game, and then we'll move on to some of these other uh, games. Um... First of all, how was Sentinel able to help hold Glacier to just 27 points? Because Glacier scored 40-plus five weeks in a row before last night. Uh, well, it, it just it goes back to what I said a few moments ago. We were physical. Yeah. Like, just dogs last night. And uh, Jackson Bearlocker, uh, just, I don't know, just our line played well. Danny Sermon had a big interception off a trick play. We just played within the confines of what we had, and we did really, really, really well. Um, we just ran out of gas and got gashed hard in the third quarter because up to that point we were dominating. There yeah. was there, there was there was just no. The first half was ours. The second half was theirs. Um, they just have. I mean, some of their dudes are like three times my size. Well, I mean, they, they have they have the the most talent in the in the state. I mean, just in terms of Division One recruiting. I mean, oh, hands uh, down, Isaac Kime, who's the tight end, he's going to the Grizz. Uh, Henry, Henry Sellers, the big offensive tackle, he's going to North Coast State. Dude, uh, Casco Chachia, the, the slot guy, slot he's guy. coming to Montana. The quarterback's only a sophomore. He's, he's going to go wherever the heck he wants. Well, he's a sophomore, and I think he might he might be – by the time he's over, he might be 6'5". For sure. Like, with growth. And then going back to the kid that's going to North Dakota, I stood next to him, and the sun disappeared. <laughs> he's huge. I mean, he's 6'5", 275 as a high school Dude, kid. that's a lie. That boy is like 6'12", <laughs> 350. Are you kidding me? Boy, can eclipse, eclipse he's He replaced Pluto last night as the ninth planet. Well, that's that's, that's why he's getting uh, recruited by North Dakota State. Uh, Henry Sellers committed to uh, NDSU. Last question on this game, and then we'll move on. Kick it. Uh, is the quarterback worth the hype? Jackson Presley has been putting up unbelievable numbers. He moved to Montana with several... Division one offers that really nobody from Montana ever gets, like Texas A and M and Florida State and stuff like that. Is he? Uh, is he? Is he? Uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good, but I, I, he's he's 
there were parts of his game that were exposed last night by Sentinel. Sure. Um, he's got a great arm. That's he what re- he's going to go through now, too, because he is the the guy. He's and he's going to have two more years of people game planning against him. Yeah, the the, the one thing that uh, I will say is he is deceptively fast. Yeah. And he runs on an angle that looks like a velodrome bike racer. Like, he runs with such a, a lean that makes him very hard to tackle. And it makes it hard to assess how to tackle him. So when you have a guy that can run like that and throw, I mean, he throws such a beautiful ball. I would love to see this kid play baseball, actually. Yeah. Um, he throws a great ball, just good athlete, and it was uh, it was it was fun to watch. Not fun to lose, but fun to watch. Garcia Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op and Montana Educators Credit Union. Uh, we must we must note the other Missoula game last night. Hellgate hosted Flathead. You think the Knights might be able to get a win? These are the two teams from the West that aren't going to the playoffs. And man, <laughs> Flathead just lays it on them, forty-eight to twelve. Oof, yeah, I got. I got to say, uh, it's really hard. I mean, how critical can you be about high school sports? You can't, right? I mean, we just want all the kids to do well, and everybody's doing it. I happy for you. I hope you're having fun, all that sort of stuff. It's just a bummer for Hellgate, man. Like they just got rolled through it to be the winless team in the West. It's just, it just is. It just sucks, man. I don't really know what else to say. Uh, I will say this. I know they played a bunch of young kids this year, and if I'm those kids, or if I'm coaching those kids, I'm telling those kids, uh, keep your head up. Time. What you went through this year is going to be uh, something that you remember forever and that you learn from, hopefully, uh, but keep on going because, uh, you know, it's all – there's, there's brighter days ahead. Get in the weight room, remember how bad this hurt, and uh, get back after it, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what this, uh, what this Hellgate program can become, but it's certainly – uh, it's been uh, it's been uh, tough since since Mick Morris left and Ryan Nelson took over. They're on uh, headed in now to year three of a rebuild, and uh, they still have a long ways to go. They do. Um, their 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 student body numbers are low, or I assume they're low because of how low their numbers are for their football team. I mean, they only dressed thirty two guys on varsity, and they had five guys out last night. So I mean, that's pretty hard to play a varsity well, I, I, game when you when only they, have twenty seven dudes. Yeah, when they played us last week, they had twenty eight. Yeah, and yeah. and not all of them were juniors and seniors. No, either. I mean they're playing everybody up on varsity. Oh, oh, I know, man, and I, I feel bad for Hellgate. I mean they're an in town crosstown rival, and and you know, but at the end of the day, you when you look across the, the the field and you see the disparity, like my heart actually hurts for them. Yeah, um, and and for the future because of that gap, that means there's part of your program that's not going to grow when you yeah. have such a gap between freshman and varsity. Well, when it comes to the actual uh, the school itself, though, there's lots of stuff coming up for Hellgate because they're absolutely going to be one of the favorites in cross country on both boys and girls. They're definitely going to be one of the favorites in both boys and girls soccer. They're definitely going to be the I mean they're the returning defending state champions uh, in basketball. Hello. So there's a lot of, of good stuff going on over there at Hellgate as well. But uh, for those football guys out there, keep another on grinding. Story for another day. Yep, keep on grinding. Um, okay, so let's talk briefly about tonight's rivalry game then. Oh, yeah. Uh, Loyola. Yes, sir. Has gone through it this year, but they still sit here with just the one loss. Seven and one, they've baby. Ridden, they've ridden this roller coaster, but they've uh, competed with everybody. They were banged up big time against Eureka. Mm-hmm. Eureka's also very good. Very. Uh, but, I mean, they've they've played some of the best of the best. They played Huntley Project. They've played Manhattan. They've played Three Forks, and they got through all that. But now they play the best, the two-time defending state champion, Florence Falcons. And this is a, uh, this is a fearsome rivalry. Last year, though... Florence won this game 35-14, which was closer than people expected it to be because Loyola had really struggled all year last year. Mm -hmm. I would say that was the turning point, not only in the football season, but for this entire group of kids at Loyola right now. 
because they've shown that they could compete, especially in the second half. Mm-hmm. They held, they they won the second half. They won fourteen to seven in the second half last year in this in this rivalry game. Guess what? They didn't lose again until the state championship, and then they kind of ran out of gas. And Florence ran through them in the state title game. But this Loyola team was a three and five outfit that may, barely snuck in the playoffs last year. Then they won four road games in a row, beat number one Big Fork to go all the way to the state championship game last year. And that then parlayed the momentum into winning all the way out through state basketball. And they've only lost, I mean, this group of kids only lost one sporting event together in the last year or so. So uh, you can, it just shows you when you turn the corner how much confidence can make you. I got two questions for you. One, are you, are you surprised that Florence has been able to keep on rolling even though they lost so many of their, their great kids? No, I, I'm a firm believer in some of those small towns when you're the only high school. It's really easy to keep the embers glowing. Well, and Pat Duchesne Senior is doing a great job out Pat's, there, man. Dude, Pat, he's look, a sweet coach. As as the kids say, he's he's legit, man. He's legit. <laughs> yeah. That's that's nothing but legitimacy right there. He runs a, a tight program. He's got great athletes at all, you know, on all levels. Um, you could see who the wrestlers are on that team. You can see who the 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 the, the body, you know, the the guys who are in the gym working really yeah. hard. Um, no, Florence is great, and I'm actually going to be watching that game tonight uh, very curiously because of my ties to Loyola, my beautiful ties to Loyola Sacred Heart, the good old red, white, and blue. Let's go Rams! Um, but this is this is a game that I hope Florence isn't overlooking because Loyola is good. They're sneaky good. They absolutely are. And I mean, right, number six in Class B right now. This yeah. is number one versus number six. This is a playoff preview. This is this is a great game, and it's also one of those that they have momentum coming into this game. Not that Florence doesn't. But it's a different momentum when you've when you've actually had that loss. Um, you've had a couple of scares, like the Whitehall game was one of those scares that Loyola had, where it, you know one bounce or one break, and it's a totally different outcome of the yeah. game. And I think that Loyola and and Todd Hughes and Jamie Jones and Mr. Reynolds and the rest of the company, Dwayne Anderson. Um, are going to be prepped for this game because this game means a lot, not only for the playoffs, but this is one of the oldest high school rivalries and most intense rivalries in the state of Montana. So it's going to be a great game down in Florence. Go check it out, 7 o'clock tonight. Please wear red, white, or blue. None of that funny-looking copper and maroon. Um, no, I'm just playing, just playing. Um, it, it's the closest you're going to get to a crosstown in Class B because in Class B, there isn't any what, what do you, two high school towns. But Florence no. and Loyola are only, you know, what, 15, 20-minute drive apart? I mean, it's not, it's not very far from Loyola to Florence. So this is as close to a sort of inner city game as, uh, as you're going to get. So it uh, should be a good one. One note for you, uh, Aiden Round, the uh, the great senior quarterback for the Rams, he unfortunately is out, uh, busted his collarbone, so he's going to be done for the year. going to try to make it back for some other sports later on. Uh, but Jack Clevenger is a great basketball player. He'll be uh, taking over the, the Slinging helm. Slinging it. He's a sweet athlete, so we'll see yes. how he translates to um, – the quarterback position, but I mean, if he, if he plays quarterback like he plays basketball, he's going to be pretty okay because he's pretty dang good at basketball. So uh, we'll see, but but Florence has done a great job. You know, you lose Pat Duchesne Jr., who's a three-year starter at quarterback and is at Montana State. You lose a couple Division One offensive linemen. You lose a whole handful of skill guys that all are playing in the Frontier Conference now. And uh, you keep on rolling. And it's a credit to Pat Duchesne Sr. and his staff. I mean, Coach Duchesne was cracking me up at the beginning of the year because we did a you know, we did our normal high school previews where we, we get with everybody and interview all the coaches, especially the defending state champs. But then after they won in week one against uh, Jefferson, I said, hey, coach, we'd love to have one of your guys on the radio. He goes, 
They've won one game. Why do we want to have anybody on the radio? <laughs> I was like, well, you know, we're just trying to help promote the kids a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. Yeah. He's like, all right, fine. We can have my senior captain on the radio. But he's like, we don't need to be glorifying these guys too much. They still all got a lot to prove. Absolutely. I, I love, I love that uh, that attitude. Uh, it's our Garden City Spotlight. Missoula Loyola hosts Florence uh, tonight. There, uh, it's at the Loyola Field, right? No, it's down in Florence. Oh, it's down in Florence. It's down okay. in Florence. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Beautiful uh, new. There's a lot of new things going on in the oh, Florence for sure. campus. Go check it out if you have a chance. Yeah, totally. The uh, the Garden City Spotlight probably presented by the Montana Educators Credit Union. Montana Educators Credit Union invested in our communities and supporting high school sports across the Garden City, Missoula County, and Valley County as well. Switch to MECU today. Equal housing opportunity lender and NCUA. In short, let's go around the wide world of sports. But first, let's pay some bills. Back right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. One, two, three. is now on ESPN Radio. This sort of blew my mind because for, for those of a certain age that are hip-hop fans and, and rap fans... One of the things that captivated like the entire genre of music and the entire industry was the massive beef between East Coast and West Coast centered upon... Stop, stop, stop. There was no beef, man. There was no beef. That's such... And I don't mean to cut you off, but I mean to cut you off. That was such a media perpetuated okay. thing. See, like, bet, there was no stuff. beef. Because if you talk to some of those old school hip hop artists, sure. it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. There was no beef. That beef, quote unquote sure. beef, was personified, given yeah, yeah. breath to by people on the radio yeah, yeah. who never left New York to go to California, right, who never right, left right, California right, right. to go to Houston. Yeah, yeah. And the purported beef, because the styles sure. were so different. That this beef was created due to stylistic differences. There was no beef. And then some people who took such said beef and tried to make money off of it sure. or make albums because they didn't have any source of their own. Award, source magazine. Totally. They, yada, didn't yada, have yada. It, they didn't have enough to produce their own stuff. Got into the beef just to make that cheddar. If you follow, if you, if you, if you, if you're picking up what I'm laying I down. I guess what I was, what I was bringing it up for was that there's somehow it hit TikTok and Instagram, uh, that the, the person that killed Tupac Shakur was finally found and, and apprehended. charged, apprehended and charged. Right. Yes. And that he says that it stemmed from Sean P. Diddy Combs ordering a hit on Tupac. And I guess 
I was so surprised that how many people didn't know that there was like a connection between Tupac and Biggie and Puff Daddy. Well, first of all, people don't understand. Tupac's from New York. Like, like he Tupac re- was an like, East Coast rapper before he yeah, was a West like, Coast like, rapper. Don't don't get it twisted. This is why reading folks is yes. so important and having history and context yes. before spewing off at the mouth regardless of topic yep. is important. Like he was an East Coast dude yes. who happened to reside on the West and then well, and come out with Digital Underground before Tupac became Tupac. And he also got in this mess with Suge Knight because it's New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, Rajiv Seabrook in studio with us here on uh, New Orleans Now. Uh, the Tupac went to jail. Yes. And he didn't have the money to put up the bill to get out earlier. So Suge Knight put up the money under like a ransom of saying, hey, if I can, do this, you cut me four albums if I do this. And Tupac's so prolific that he's like, great. And so he just dropped back to back double discs and got, and, and got out of his death row contract. But he was like indentured to death row for a moment in time. Oh, it's severely like shackled, if you will. Yeah, man. I just that- thought it was funny. That, not funny. Funny is the wrong word. I thought it was crazy how many people were utterly shocked when. The assailant and the person that's accused of murdering Tupac Shakur and then was arrested for that said that they were tied to to Bad Boy and P. Diddy. And I, I couldn't believe how people missed that whole part. I thought that was like common knowledge. Well, it's common only if you're in it. And I guess. It, you know, so yeah, that, that yeah. all remains to be seen. There's going to be a lot of... Uh, the Grateful Dead song comes to mind, Shakedown Street, <laughs> because that's exactly what's about to happen with this case. There are a lot of people about to get shaken down um, for some poor past transgressions. Let's talk, uh, or all the way around the wide world of sports, we'll start here in Missoula. Kick it. Because yesterday, Chris Soccer. It's, it's really, really hard in sports to be the overwhelming favorite in something and then dominate at the level that that people expected you to dominate at from start to finish and win the championship when you got the target on your back the whole time. But that's exactly what the Grizz soccer team did. They beat Sacramento State yesterday 2-0. They are now unbeaten through the last nine matches. They've scored their most goals in a, almost a quarter century. And to me, this looks like a team that not only is uh, built and uh, primed for the postseason, but a team that maybe is going to make some noise in the postseason, and dare I say even beyond uh, the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Uh, we're bringing Andrew Houghton, our producer here on uh, ESPN Radio. He's got the great uh, podcast, Soccer and So and Smoke. He's also been spearheading our Grizz soccer coverage all season with uh, head coach Chris Chitovitsky. Uh Put this one in perspective, Andrew, because I know that... Uh, Last year, Montana was very talented as well, and they did they, they did not live up to expectations at all, and it seemed like that really, really motivated them coming into this year. Well, and that's the thing, Coulter. They weren't actually the favorites this year until they put together that great non-conference schedule. Right. They beat were picked Oklahoma, fourth in the preseason yeah. poll because they were right. so down last year. I mean, they were a mediocre team last year, and they were bringing back a lot of players from that team, and in fact, they were losing one of the best players from that team in Camellia Zoo, transferred to Minnesota. So they were picked fourth in the preseason poll. They didn't get a single first-place vote. Uh, now, they, they managed to change uh, the uh, the knowledge on them with a great non-conference schedule. But yeah, I mean, they had a lot of players from last year coming back. I think they, they just rededicated themselves to... 
Uh, you know, if you if you hear Chris Chudovitsky talk about this team, he talks a lot about the professionalism and IQ of this team. And that translates so well to a game like soccer where, you know, you're not calling four timeouts a half. You can't huddle up with your players uh, every couple minutes or whatever. A lot of it is on the players to figure out themselves. And that's what Chris Chudovitsky and that's what I've been so impressed with from this team. They're professional. They do not let the game state get to them, regardless of whether they're ahead or behind. They know what they have to do on the field, uh, and they're very, very smart. The players are able to identify what the other team is doing to them, and they're able to counteract that without having to you know, have a halftime break in the middle. Krzysztofowski's still making halftime adjustments, whatever. The players are able to do a lot of that themselves. It's a great team. You know, I was going down the roster last night, now that they're officially conference champions, and thinking, you know, how many of these players have to be on the first team all conference? Yes. Coming out of this season and I you know, I came to like five or six players absolutely have to be on the first team all conference. Uh, Ashlyn Dvorak and goal. I think both center backs, Charlie Boone and Reeve Borseth, have to be on first team all conference. I think the fullback Ava Samuelson has to be on first team all conference. I think Skylar Thompson has to be on first team all conference. And from there, you can make good arguments for three or four other players. I mean, Delaney Lou Short, Sidney Halstein had four goals this year. Maddie Ditta transitioned back to defensive midfield and was great all season. It's it's just a really stacked team. And the other thing that Chris Chitovitsky has been so uh, adamant about is even though we had a down season last year, our goals are not changing. And our goals for this team are not only to win the Big Sky Conference and win the Big Sky Conference Tournament, but to go into the NCAA tournament and win a game there as well. And he held them to that standard throughout the entire season, even when they were picked fourth in the preseason poll. So great accomplishment. Uh, we talk a lot about this team. Um, again, one more pitch to go out and, and watch them senior day, noon Sunday against Portland State. Uh, but I think they've accomplished a great deal already this season. We'll come back to this a little later on. It's now ESPN Radio. Big Sky After Dark returns for the second week in a row. Montana State, second-ranked in the country, plays at number three, Sacramento State. We got up for a one-on-one with MSU head coach Brent Vegan earlier this week. Juan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And for the second week in a row, we have a nationally televised game in the Big Sky Conference. It's going to be some Big Sky after dark from California's capital city, Montana State, playing at Sacramento State. A couple teams that are ranked near the top of the polls right now in the FCS and the teams that shared the Big Sky title a year ago, although they did not play each other. Montana State head coach Brent Vegan joining us now. And Coach Start there, I know you addressed it during your press conference, but sort of strange that uh, this will be your first time in year three here playing Sacramento State. What are some of the challenges when you haven't actually seen an opponent? And what do you think of this challenge going against uh, the co-defending Big Sky Conference champions? Well, first thing, uh, you look at their success. I think that's the most challenging thing. Um, They've had a lot of success, a lot of good players, um, a a great uh, winning culture there that they continue to find ways to win. Um, But uh, I think, you know, you look at it in in our career now, we've played a bunch of teams um, three times, you know, uh, through this stretch in just two and a half years. And and here's a team we haven't played. Uh, There is a little bit of unknown. I, I know it's a venue that none of our players have played in I, I think you know those are things you got to work through um you're certainly not carrying over a, a previous experience and maybe a one-on-one matchup or anything like that but you know you you go about your business this is a new opponent um i think it's it's one that um you know through our 
film study this week in our, our preparation. I think we can familiarize ourselves the best we can and then just, you know, allow our guys to go out and, and play as hard as they possibly can and understand they're, they're dealing with the same dynamic. You know, they haven't, uh, they haven't played us. They've seen us on film a whole lot. Um, you know, and, and like any fresh opponent, you just, uh, you have to have them well prepared and, and we got to just go and play really hard. Sac State, a, a program that, I mean, as somebody that's covered the Big Sky for a long time, you could see that there's some potential there. I mean, obviously, it's a huge population base. It's in California, so you got good weather, big campus, big student body. And they've always been uh, good, competitive, but but they've really broken through and become elite. So uh, how much have you paid attention to that throughout your years in the FCS? And, and what do you think of just the sort of the rise of, of Sac State into being in this uh, top-level program? Yeah, like, you know, going back in my entire experience in, in the FCS, um, you know, even back at North Dakota State when we did cross over with some big sky teams, Sac State was kind of one of those that, that I didn't know a whole lot about. We just uh, we didn't end up playing them. Probably seen them on Simon Film a few times. I remember sitting in a cold playoff game. I think it was in 1988 in Fargo, North Dakota when I was a young kid watching them play the Bison, but that's about, that's my one in-person experience against. But I, I, I do think this, I... I you, you know, you speak to where they're at, um, the, the, the immediate population right there in Sacramento, the population that, that, that goes out to the Bay Area, the population that goes down to, you know, Fresno and Bakersfield, and then the access to Southern California. I mean, they can do a lot um, if they do things right on the recruiting side um, in, in a pretty confined space, um, and they've been able to do that. I, you know, I, I think Coach Taylor um, coming over from Folsom, um, having been a, you know, a college coach was probably this perfect blend. You know, I think he um, injected the, the place with a, a whole bunch of talent, but then, you know, I think on the, the coaching side, they, they, an identity um, that I, I can't speak to even what they were before, but it's, they have an identity, uh, who they want to be. They know what they want to be on both sides of the football. I think they've been really effective in the special teams side of things as well. So, you know, it's um, sometimes it just takes the right the right guy to really get it over the hump. And I, I think Coach Taylor was that. Now, you know, um, Andy's been there now uh, along with Coach Taylor that whole time. So this transition, you know, I think I think Coach Thompson knows the lay of the land there very well. He certainly knows the lay of the land at his conference. So, you know, you expect them to continue on this. Uh, this run of really playing good football. Brett Vegan joining us here on Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio, he's the head coach at Montana State. His team plays at Sacramento State on Saturday night, Hornet Stadium. You mentioned Coach Thompson. He's a guy that I've known for a really long time and a great person to work with, really smart football mind. It's always so interesting to me, though, when a head coach, when a guy gets a first head coaching opportunity, he's been this defensive guy forever, and now he has to be a head coach. He's taken over a team that maybe you would spin as more of an offensively oriented team. But when I watch Sac State, you still see his fingerprints all over the defensive side, and they still have a good offensive identity as well. So, I mean, how challenging is that, just sort of the transition from program identity, and what have you thought of just Coach Thompson's uh, abilities to sort of make it his own here uh, early on in his career as a head coach? Yeah, you know, I've had a chance to be around him a couple times at our Big Sky meetings and really enjoyed visiting with him. Um, really good guy, and, and I, I think, uh, like you said, a really bright football mind. Um, I think it, you know, I think the Critical for him, I would imagine, you know, doing what he's doing, staying involved in defense was the continuity they were able to have on the offensive side. I know 
you know, Coach Taylor was kind of the flip. He was the offensive uh, coordinator and the head coach. Now they just flipped that. But they, you know, within their staff, you know, Coach Taylor took a few guys, but a lot of guys are, are a lot of guys remain. And I, I think that that was probably key. And then you have, a lot, you know, a ton of experience too uh, amongst the players, um, you know, and, and probably that mindset of saying, you know, sitting back the last few years, I'm sure he's, he's recognized some things that given this opportunity, he might, do a little bit differently, but those, those are probably pretty subtle tweaks. Um, it's not like you see this major overhaul that's, that's been made and that's, you know, it's not, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. And I think that's um, the mentality they've taken. When it comes to just going to a new venue, especially when it's going to be a night game, it's under the lights, it's on television around the country. Do you operate any differently or is there any, you know, logistical tweaks you have to make? Fortunately for us, we have played uh, on the road. I, I guess that's fortunately we just have. I mean, that's not a great thing to go on the road and play at night, but we've done it a couple times, so we've, we've played under the lights. I think no matter what the venue is, that's probably the one thing. I mean, and we've played under the lights at home a couple times and uh, on the road a couple times now. This is our fifth night game. So, you know, familiarity with the venue, um, we typically don't go to the stadium with the exception of, of these games that are these later starting games if it works. So we will go over to the stadium uh, on Saturday really just to, to break up the day a little bit more than anything. But also, I, I guess you, you give the guys a chance for 15, 20 minutes to just take take in the setting a little bit and you know, so it's not just when we get there. But no, we, we try to stick to our, our routine the best we can. Um, our Friday is, is virtually the same. And then um, Saturday, you, know, you just try to get through the day as practically as possible. You know, I think the flip around getting home in the middle of the night it is the most challenging thing to deal with uh, given this type of trip. Brent Vegan here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. And, and one thing that, you know, Sean Chambers mentioned to me earlier when I talked to him and that so many of your older guys have mentioned, and you mentioned it last week as well, just being in the moment. It's sort of enjoying it day by day and, and soaking it up and not looking too far ahead or too far behind or anything like that. But this is a huge opportunity, not only for Montana State, for Sac State, for the Big Sky Conference in general. I think it just shows the way that the, the brand has risen and, and uh, sort of the national exposure that it's getting. So uh, how do you sort of hope that your guys sort of absorb this opportunity opportunity on Saturday night. Yeah, I think um, see it for what it is. It's our next game and I, and I truly mean that. I, I know that uh, I, I suppose continue to, to raise as you win games and the season gets shortened, but if, if we see it for any more than you know this opportunity to go play Sac State, you know, we're going to get caught up into too many things. I, I know we're really pleased this is our, you know, our third season in a row. We get playing one of these uh, ESPN um, two games um, or U games, this is the two. I know this one, this one is, and, you know, I, I think that speaks to, you know, our university and our success um, as a football program. But, but more than anything, we got to be focused on, okay, this is a really good team we're playing, and we got to go out and have our best showing possible. And how do you do that? It is to today worry about today, tomorrow worry about tomorrow, and then you know, stack up those days of, of preparation and, and then you know, come out, uh, you know, come out of the gates on on Saturday as, as fast as we possibly can. Know that they're going to have some things that go their way, and you know, how you deal with that is, is kind of relative to the same moment-by-moment moment, uh, mantra that we're really uh, trying to live by. This this stretch that's upcoming for you guys is gonna, definitely going to be a defining one, but I know that uh, you know you really appreciate the way that these guys are operating. So can you feel the momentum building within this season, especially just across the conference landscape? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I, you know, you look at um, how our conference fared, I think, in the non-conference is a measure, but then 
you know, as it, as it, as it starts to play out, you know, you probably can't uh, determine what the 23 outfit of any of us are until you get to midseason. Um, you know, we're, we're past that mark right now. You know, all we can be concerned about in reality is just how we're doing. I, I think we've continued to take all these opportunities and continue to get better. We're not ultimately where we want to be, but, you know, I think we've, to your point, I mean, you, the momentum is, is a huge piece to, to college football, you know, and this is that breaking point when, you know, teams um, either deteriorate for, for a multitude of reasons or they continue to find ways to get uh, better because, you know, what we want to be is, you know, in November and hopefully in December playing our best ball then. Um, we certainly don't want to peak in September or now October. So, um, yeah, this is a really big test and continuing to stack up those wins is the definition of momentum, I suppose. So that's what we're, that's what we're aiming to do. Brad Egan, Montana State head football coach here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. The second-ranked Bobcats play at the third-ranked Sac State Hornets on Saturday night. Last thing for you, Coach, keys of the game for Montana State uh, on Saturday at Hornet Stadium. Well, I, I think it's uh, it's fair to say the, the the more physical team will have an advantage. You know, I I, I think they they by nature are a physical team. Um, I think we are. You know, so that's going to be huge. You know, I think those numbers you always look to. How does how does that turnover margin play out? Um, we've been really good in that regard for the most part this season. And then you know, I think one thing that you know, how are we? How are we doing on third down? You know, this this past game, that was maybe the most disappointing thing. We were we were two of eight. We weren't putting ourselves in real good positions to make those 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 third downs manageable. But on the flip side, they were one of thirteen, Cal Poly was. So that's always that's always so critical. But you know, going back to my my first point, we gotta be the more physical team. Um and I we're certainly not taking that for granted because i you know, we've been really impressed by what they've they've shown on film. But when you you're looking at being the team we wanna be, that's gotta that's got to be a place where um, we give it our all and, and hopefully at games end have an edge. Rev Egan, Montana State, under the light Saturday night. Coach, appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much and uh, look forward to seeing you in California, but best of luck this week. I appreciate it, Colter. Go Cats. We will go around the Big Sky Conference and talk a little bit more about this matchup to take you home on hour number one. Don't worry, you still got a whole nother hour after that. Don't change that dial. Keep it right here. No one is now. ESPN Radio. Television. It's got to be one of the top what twenty five albums of all time, right? hip hop albums. First of all, that's a top, that's a top that's a top ten period period in the world of hip hop. I, and I rap. agree, man. But here's the funny thing about that song. So people, anyone that knows that song, paid in full. Eric B and Rakim killed it. The whole song's about two minutes, and it's one stanza. It's one verse. That's it's it. one verse, yeah. and yeah. it's it's. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And about, about they set the pace then for somebody that came after them. Oh, gosh. And, I mean, they, that broke the mold. That song and that album created 1986, baby. Nas and Nomadic and like all that stuff, man. All of it. Pioneers for sure. Eric B. and Rakim. Our uh, anniversary celebration, 50th year of hip hop continues. It, continues. It, it was back in August, but we're going to keep on doing it. Rajiv Sebra kicking with me, Coulter Nuanas here. Uh, in studio. Let's go around the Big Sky Conference Let's quickly. Uh, here's what the games look like. The Grizz are off this week. Idaho State 
How about 28 unanswered points in the second half to what? beat Eastern Washington last week, 42-41. So ISU, Andrew and I called it on the Big Sky Breakdown last week. We said, okay, if you talk about that bottom tier of teams in the Big Sky, the team that has the opportunity to rise up and steal a few wins, it's ISU, and they did it last week against Eastern. Yes, sir. Now they're going to try to do it again at Portland State. Portland State, don't look now at the Vikings – are 3-3 three and three in their 2-1 and one in Big Sky Conference play. Their lone loss was in Bozeman. Their other two losses at Oregon and at Wyoming, so that doesn't necessarily kill you. One of their wins, though, is against North American University, so that does hurt you. They also beat Cal Poly. I don't know, but they pounded NAU last week. Portland State's schedule sets up where they could get a couple wins in a row if they can get past Idaho State and maybe take some momentum when the Grizzlies are coming to town in late November, and that might actually have playoff implications on both sides. So we'll see. Uh, Weber State, Eastern Washington, the loser of this one is absolutely done. I think both see these teams him. are probably on the outside looking in already anyways. They both have four losses, but the, the loser of this game is absolutely cooked. Northern Colorado and Cal Poly, these are the two worst teams in the league. This is the only opportunity for a sure win for either of these teams. I have no idea. Welcome to the gutter bowl. How to uh, really play this one. And uh, then the one that everybody's going to be looking at is the primetime game, the uh, ESPN2 game, Montana State at Sac State. Crazy to think, Raj, that uh, Sac State's three-time defending Big Sky Conference champions. Mm-hmm. But they haven't played Montana State since 2019. Oh, boy. The unbalanced schedule's been oh boy. weird. I mean, these two teams shared the conference title last year. They didn't have to play each other. So now they get to play each other. And uh, I don't know, it's very interesting because there's a lot of hype around this game. The Cats opened at 10.5-point favorites, and it's 11.5 now. I know a lot of people think that's a lot on the road. I honestly think that Montana State is going to be uh, it's going to be hard-pressed for Sack to slow him down. I just think that Montana State is the worst matchup in the league for Sack. I think the way Sack plays defensively with all their athletes and you know, a lot of speed but not a lot of size, I, I just think that they're going to have a hard time stopping the Bobcat run game. Oh, th- let me tell you. I was talking to some friends about the Bobcats, and they're like, what makes the Bobcats different than everyone else? Usually a team has a stable of, of players. Yeah. They have stables. Of players. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, their second and third team dudes are first team everywhere else. I mean, Jared White. Are you kidding Jared me? Jared White is the fourth string running back at Montana State, and he's going to be an all-conference guy. He already Easily. has six touchdowns. He's averaged 11 and a half yards a carry. He's also arguably the best receiving running back in the league. Period. He's the fourth string dude at Montana State. Period. I mean, last week they were trying to run out the clock against Cal Poly. They put Adam Jones My in. My boy, Jonesy. From the little settle, and his first college carry, boom, to the house. 49-yard touchdown. See, untouched, <laughs> unscathed, uncontested, and not molested. Let's go. <laughs> it was uh, a, a, it was a cool moment for Adam Jones, but also you can just see Brent Vegan. He's over there on the sidelines. He's kind of frustrated because he's like, come on, Cal Poly, like, just tackle us. I'm playing my seventh or eighth string guy. What You know, how, how are you going to do this? But regardless, that's the part that's so absurd to me about Montana State is – <laughs> their backup offensive line would be a top half of the league unit. Their, Period. Their, their third, fourth, fifth, sixth running backs starting, starting a lot of other places. Yes. You know, I mean, they got two quarterbacks or two of what the three or four best guys in the conference. Period. They're playing sixty linemen that are all playing at an uh, all conference level. They, they got guys. I mean, they got five corners that would start pretty much everywhere in the league. They got so much depth; it's amazing. It's also been interesting to watch because I actually think that Montana State's top end talent a couple years ago, was better than it is right now. When you're talking about when they had Troy, Troy Anderson, Anderson, Ty Okada, you know, Bryce Sturk, um, 
Tucker Yates, Chase Ooh, dude, Benson. Dudes. They, dudes. I mean, Lewis Kidd. They had, I mean, they sent six dudes to the NFL in the last two years. Travis Johnson, so seven dudes to the NFL in a two-and-a-half-year span. I don't know, actually, if they have that many NFL dudes on their squad right now. But they have so many high-quality Division One football dudes. It's impressive. It is, isn't it? What's scary, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, that uh, beautiful cold Floco coffee just got caught in the throat. What's scary is they don't realize all that they have. And that's, like, they're this, we, we hear the diamond and the rough analogy all the time. These guys, like, they have diamonds within diamonds within diamonds. They're just in a mind full of diamonds right now. And again, when you're looking at your fourth and fifth string guys and you're still doing what they're doing at the rate uh, and the high efficacy rate that they're doing it at, it's like, who's going to stop them? Who stops this? Who stops the squad, Colter? That's exactly right, man. I mean, you know, South Dakota State. Here's what's crazy: South Dakota State's as stacked as you can be. They're the defending national champions. They got 23 seniors on their roster. Montana State went there in September to play them in Brookings. And even South, I mean, they, they still rush for 280 on South Dakota State. I mean, they're rushing for 350 to 400 on everybody. The craziest part is everybody in the country knows Montana State just wants to run the ball. That's it. They're still averaging 7.9 yards per carry and just blasting people. I know you could say, okay, who have they played? It doesn't matter who you played. You can play nobody. Nobody averages 8 yards per carry for Period. a season, man. It doesn't happen. It, even, it doesn't matter who you play. And the craziest part is they've called off the dogs against some of the, I mean, their big rushing games weren't against Stetson and Cal Poly, their two weakest opponents. They've gone for over 400 against Portland State, you know, against uh, Utah, Utah Tech. Tech. I mean, they've gone, they've gone for 400-plus multiple times against... Not the worst teams on their schedule. So, I don't know. I think it'll be a good game. I do think Sacramento State's going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to score some points. But I just don't know how you possibly even begin to slow down uh, the Bobcat run game. Any other of these big sky games that intrigue you? What do you think of the, the uh, Idaho State-Portland State game? Portland State's better than people think. To, to me, Portland State is that, that cousin you have when you're younger that you pick on, right? And then you get to your sophomore year in high school, and then that little cousin gets to their eighth grade year, and you show up on campus the same day, and little cousin is now 15 pounds heavier and two inches taller than you, but still in eighth grade. Right? Still having yeah. that same mentality of not knowing how to and, and when and where. Portland State, to me, is a dangerous team because you don't know which Portland State's going to show up at your front door week in and week out. Are they going to be Portland State that is you know hovers with mediocrity, or are they going to be the Portland State that comes in here and usurps your whole you know your whole situation? So, to me, Portland State and Sac State uh, are the villains of the Big Sky Conference, and then Idaho State are the rat spoilers. This Big Sky conversation is presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses, courtesy of Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. It's just $20 a month, no contract. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com backslash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Let's have some laughs. Carol and she doesn't know sports next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 